Well, it's election time again here in the Commonwealth of Virginia. And this November, we will elect 140 members of the General Assembly. And on this show, from now until Election Day, we'll have an opportunity to hear from the candidates representing you in the Hampton Roads area. It's Stay the Water. I'm your host, Dr. Eric Laville, and tune in and stay tuned to our election preview. Welcome back. It's Stay the Water. I'm your host, Dr. Eric Laville. As always, we want to thank you for joining us, as you always do, and supporters on this beautiful Sunday as we broadcast from the campus of the Norfolk State University, the largest and best HBCU in the Commonwealth and in the U.S., and also from WNSB Hot 91, the soul of VA, the best and number one radio station here in Hampton Roads. As always, we'd like to thank you, the listeners, the supporters, for supporting us, the Spartan Nation, some of the best alumni out there, and the supporters of Stay the Water and of myself. Listen, for those of you who have been tuning in and listening, and, you know, we're in our third year, you know that this part of the, the year is one of my favorite parts because in the Commonwealth of Virginia, we have an important election every year. But this year is just a little different because every single House seat and Senate seat in the General Assembly is up for election. That's right. We will elect or reelect 140 members to the General Assembly House and also to the Senate. Now, keep in mind that we've done an election preview show last week. We've also we've done a redistricting show and the importance of voting show and basically how you can get out and vote. Now, we have the distinct honor and the pleasure, I say, of being able to bring candidates on the show to talk to you so that you can understand their position and you will be more well-informed when you go to the ballot box. That's what we do here. Bring movers, shakers, and policymakers to you to discuss issues important to the community. And to kick off this 2023 election candidate series is none other than my very good friend and NSU alum, Delegate Cliff Hayes, Jr. Delegate Hayes, thank you so much for joining us here on State of Water. Yes, yes, yes. It's wonderful to be back here with you, Dr. Claville, and the members family of the Spartan Nation as we head towards another uh, election. As you hear often, folks will say that this is the most important election of our lifetime. I would dare say that this is really, literally, here in the Commonwealth of Virginia, the most important election that we've had in a while. So uh, we want to encourage folks to do their due diligence, that they exercise their civic responsibility, responsibility in this election. And as you mentioned, we have 140 members of the General Assembly up for re-election, which means, of course, in the House, all 100 members, in the Senate, all 40 members. Absolutely. And listen, you mentioned, and look, you and I, we talk all the time, and, and one thing I want to point out is that you mentioned the Norfolk State University family, and that's what we are. We are a family, and I just love the way that we support each other no matter where we are, you know, as Spartans. And you, likewise, you do the same thing in the state legislature. You know, uh, we have, uh, at, the, at the time, we had six alums from Norfolk State serving in the General Assembly, six. And let me tell you, everybody listening, these alums show up and show out for this institution. So I want to thank you on behalf of the institution for what you do and also your also your 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 colleagues in the House and in the Senate for everything that you do for this institution. 
Oh, absolutely. Yes, sir. Now, the other thing I want to mention is that you said this is an important election, you know, and this is probably one of the most important elections. Last week, when I did an election preview, I talked about how the U.S., now this is a story in a national paper, how the U.S. is looking at Virginia, Virginia, to set the tone for not only this election for the state, but also the 2024 election for the, for the president and the 2025 election for the new governor, lieutenant governor, and attorney general. Now, that's crazy when you say that an election in 2023, we're going to elect people in Hampton Roads, is going to change the way that America votes or how America looks at issues. From your, from your viewpoint, your vantage point, how important are, is, is, is that correct? And how important is the Commonwealth in Hampton Roads? Yeah, the Commonwealth has been an example and a leader, if you will, amongst all of the states in a number of ways, from from health care and access to quality, affordable health care, to making sure that voting and access to the ballot box remains not only accessible to people without barriers, but to actually make it much easier and an easier transition for, for an individual to get to the to the voting booth. Uh, the Commonwealth is an example. When it comes to criminal justice reform, uh, need I dare say, let's not forget 2020 and all that we went through. Uh, we cannot forget that image, that visual, that example of snuffing out one's life in the brother George Floyd and all of the reckoning that came with that. Here in the Commonwealth of Virginia, we were an example as we passed legislation to deal with that. When it comes to broadband deployment, uh, Virginia is an example of what we need to do in the way of funding. Over the past five years or so, we'll recall back in 2018-19 timeframe, some $700 million in investment to deploy and allocate resources going towards broadband deployment in the Commonwealth. And if that wasn't unprecedented enough, we now stand on the tiptoes of anticipation to allocate $1.48 billion, with a B, billion, billion dollars of broadband deployment here in the Commonwealth of Virginia, thanks to, in large part, our federal partners, the federal administration, the Biden administration, and uh, has set what we call BEAD uh, funding, made that available uh, to the Commonwealth of Virginia. When it comes to Uh, making sure that we fund our HBCUs and take care of our HBCUs. This General Assembly uh, here in the Commonwealth of Virginia has made historic investments in our HBCUs uh, in recent years, uh, going back to 2018, 19 timeframe again, with the leadership of the Democrats, uh, the governor's mansion, uh, lieutenant governor, as well as control of the House and the Senate under Democratic control, uh, we pay special attention to uh, HBCUs. Now, all of our colleges we make sure that we invest in. It's just that we realize and recognize there's some catching up to do when it comes to our uh, HBCUs here in the Commonwealth of Virginia. Absolutely. And when I was talking earlier about how you and, and your colleagues and uh, from the House and Senate who are alums and others, how you support us, that's, you know, that's that's right on point. You know, because without advocates within, you know, places and having a seat at the table, you know, you're in, in the words of our congressman, Congressman Bobby Scott, if you're not at the table, 
more than likely, you're on the menu. So, <laughs> so, so the ability, <laughs> ability for you guys to advocate for us is tremendous in all HBCUs because these are truly a jewel of our country. You know, well, Dr. Cleville, uh, and one of the things, and you'll hear me often uh, refer to this moment that never get, gets out of my mind, stays on the front uh, of my imagination. Don't have to dig deep to think about it because it just is a constant reminder. And that was with a conversation that I had with our late great athletic director, uh, Dick Price. Dick Price said, as we leave that, or as we left the great institution of Norfolk State University, all he asked is that we throw the rope back. Mm. And I can, t- I can tell you those six that you're talking about have never forgotten Norfolk State University. We fight on a daily basis on behalf of Norfolk State University and to make sure that we recognize and realize that someone carved out pathways for us uh, to enjoy the education that we enjoyed at Norfolk State University. And we make sure daily that we realize that there's some other people coming behind us, after us, generations to come. And we have to do all we can to reach back, throw that rope back for those individuals as we scale the walls of life. Absolutely. Absolutely. And really, that's that's the greatest compliment that you can give any institution or anybody. Just say thank you and thank you by your actions and not just just your words. Delegate Hayes, I want to get into now, you know, this election. Now, currently, you are a representative. You are the delegate for District 77. Soon to be a district that won't exist anymore, but then you'll, well, that you'll represent, but now you're running for re-election in District 91. Is that correct? It is. It, it is the Hot 91, <laughs> which, which pretty much, uh, oh, and I, I borrowed that from the Norfolk State University, WNSB, but this district pretty much in large part at the core of this district is what I represent today. But as you know, uh, every decennial, every 10 years after a census is taken, the districts are redrawn and renumbered, reshuffled in terms of numbers. And so the number changes, but the territory in which I've represented all of my life, that my parents have lived in all of their lives, that my wife's parents have lived in in all of their lives, that our children grew up in, this is home. So we're fighting for the home team in the northern end of Chesapeake uh, area that we call South Norfolk Mm -hmm. and a portion of Portsmouth, about 15 percent of the district over in the areas of Portsmouth, Cavalier Manor, uh, Crystal Lake, Chesapeake Estates, the Jolliffe area in Chesapeake, Portsmouth, Hodges Manor over into that area as well, Green Lakes. So these are some parts of Portsmouth that we'll be representing. And I can tell you, with family and friends in that area, the characteristics of that area is pretty much the same as what we've represented in not only the time that we've been in the Virginia General Assembly, but also the several terms that we've been elected to Chesapeake City Council in the past. So it's, it's, it's what we've been fighting for all of our life. And so we continue to uh, look forward to representing the citizens that have 
elected us, and we're so grateful for this opportunity to, to represent this, this constituency. Absolutely. It's Stay the One. I'm your host, Dr. Eric Laville. You're joining us for our 2023 Candidate Election Series show. Kicking it off, we have none other than my good friend and NSU alum, Delegate Cliff Hayes Jr., currently delegate for District 77, but will run for re-election in District 91. You can go out and vote, starting early voting very soon, but the election is November 7th. And you can go out and vote early, and we'll talk about early voting in just a moment and how it, how it got to this point, but you can start in a couple of weeks. You'll be able to go to the polls and not just on September 22nd on a Friday and start voting at your registrar's, uh, registrar's office. And you can also register to vote up to October 16th. And you can also get a mail-in ballot and have it sent in by October 27th. And you can have you can also vote in person on Saturday, October 28th and November 4th. And you don't have to wait for Election Day. Delegate Hayes, I want to talk about early voting and the importance of voting. So I, I, I've talked about on the show how under Democratic Control House, which you were part of in the Governor Northern's administration, you know, that particular group, that administration, that house fought for what I call good public policy, common sense voting, expanding access to the ballot box, especially during COVID, you know, which a lot of people were able to vote that were, were afraid, rightly so, to go into uh, voting booths and, and the like, but they still were able to exercise their uh, civic duties. But the Republicans fought tooth and nail against it. They didn't want it. But now, the Republican Party, including our governor, they're launching a campaign full speed ahead in order to rally their constituents to early vote, which is not a problem because it is good public policy to do. But I want you to talk about that time period when you were in the legislature and what do you think about this early voting process now? Well, you know, <laughs> it's interesting that you mentioned the early voting initiatives by the other side. Uh, from my estimation, it's somewhat of an oxymoron to have individuals fighting vigorously to try to get their side to early vote just so that they can take away early voting. <laughs> In other words, during this past session, every last one of the gains that we've made when we were in control, we saw legislation introduced from the other side to roll, to roll it back. So today, because of the Democrats being in control, you have 45 days early voting. Now, if, if, if people forget, as humans do, uh, they tend to have short memories. Right. Let me remind you with our imaginary YouTube mind. <laughs> press, press, press rewind to 2007 when we stood in line to vote for then a candidate, Barack Obama, for president. Mm. And remember what that was like on Election Day. So to have the opportunity to literally uh, vote early, which the other side vehemently have been opposed to historically, they do not want you to be able to vote. How do I know that? Because I carry legislation uh, when they were in control uh, prior to us being able to make the change. 
at that time, you had to come up with an excuse to vote early, and they wouldn't allow it beyond 15 days early. I've heard the conversations uh, from them where they want to roll this thing back to that day as opposed to how we have made it 45 days early. Let me me help you remember, audience, how easy it is in the Commonwealth of Virginia to vote today. We have 45 days early voting. Voting is a holiday on Election Day. So all state officers and workers are off that day. It's a, it's a holiday, so no more uh, jumping out the car, running on the back of your shoes to try to get in line before 7 because, you, you know, you couldn't get there because you had to work all day. Now you have 45 days to vote early in your locality. You also have the opportunity to vote by mail, right? So you don't have to be in person. You can vote by mail. You can vote and register in the same day here in the Commonwealth of Virginia. So I dare say we have improved voting here in the Commonwealth of Virginia exponentially. And voting is a very, very important right that we have, and I emphasize right, uh, in this country as a democracy. One of the basic tenets of the democracy is to have as much participation as possible in voting and allowing people Access to the voting voting booth without a bunch of obstructions is one of the ways that we best represent our democracy. You can even vote on Sunday. We have Sunday voting here in the Commonwealth of Virginia. Mm, that's right. Listen, oh, access expanding access to the ballot box is good for all people because you're voting. It doesn't matter who you vote for. That's your personal choice. But giving you the opportunity, the opportunity, equal access speaks volume. Delegate, talk to us. This is your opportunity. Talk to our voters, well, our listeners who are going, who are also going to be voting about some of your current platform agendas or issues that you're looking at and that you're going to champion for your constituents and the people of the Commonwealth, if you're fortunate not to be really. Thanks so much, uh, Dr. Claville. Well, um, nothing will change from the platform of which I've represented, not only since being in the General Assembly, but my time in multiple terms on the Chesapeake City Council. Uh, These things are values at the core of who I am as a person. One, I believe in the public education system and that we should do everything that we can to undergird and support our public education system, our teachers, our educators, our support personnel, that are non-instructional personnel as well. So funding those areas in education is a priority to me uh, as demonstrated by my actions and the time that I've been in the General Assembly and they'll continue to be. In terms of uh, access to quality, affordable health care for our citizens of the Commonwealth of Virginia, that's a priority to us and to me. Uh, We made sure that Medicaid expansion happened The ACA made that possible as an option for states. And while Republicans fought against it, uh, I was happy to be one of those members who helped get it across the finish line to give health care and access to a quality, affordable health care to over 700,000 families in the Commonwealth. Now, that actually is 
threatened by the fact that it has to be renewed. And so there are all kinds of studies that point to the fact that people will fall off the rolls if they're not reminded to re-up that agreement with the Commonwealth and the federal government. So we have to do all we can as a priority to make sure that people remember that. When it comes to the funding of our HBCUs, as I mentioned before, we need to make sure that that continues. I have that on the front of my agenda as well. One of the challenges that I see with our HBCUs, particularly our state-funded HBCUs, we see that they've been lagging in funding compared to other state institutions of higher learning. But it's important for us to make sure that HBCUs stay uh, a priority to us uh, for funding. I can see uh, the importance of doing what we can for our beloved Norfolk State University because I know one of the projects that Norfolk State has on the agenda is to have a new dormitory and dining facility. And I can tell you we've had in the last 30-something years more housing added to, to the campus. But do you know we have no more dining than what I had 30-something years ago. Wow. That will be on the front of my agenda as a member of appropriations to make sure that we fight for that coming to fruition for our uh, beloved Norfolk State University. Protecting our voting, as I mentioned before, is also a priority. We need to make sure we do that. And um, as I mentioned before, our jobs is important, as well as clean energy is important. I was proud to carry the legislation to authorize offshore wind here in the Commonwealth of Virginia, off the coast of Virginia Beach. Uh, when that project is finished, it will literally be enough clean energy power to power over 600,000 homes. Wow. And so that's what clean clean energy. And we say clean because generating that type of energy, we know the fuel necessary to create that energy is the wind. And the wind is always blowing. So <laughs> that it is. That it is. Especially here in Hampton Roads, right off you know, any body of water, it definitely cools you off fairly quickly. Dougie Hayes, you know, you have served, you know, you've been pub- in public service for a very long time. Uh, from the city council, uh, even before that, to various committees and commissions, um, and uh, and now here in the state house and the state legislature. Tell our, if you could, you know, tell our listeners what, what has been one of your favorite moments of serving, being a public servant. Oh man, being a public servant, uh, there have been a lot of wonderful moments serving, but um, some of the best moments are those that we're able to overcome in such a way that we're taking care of basic human dignity and rights. And one of those proudest moments was being able to serve in such a way that we could give over 700,000 families access to quality, affordable health care. We believe that health care is a basic human right. Housing is a basic human right and to be fighting for and championing these issues and bringing them to fruition uh, knowing that we're helping human beings people 
over corporations is so, so, so gratifying. Absolutely. Again, there have been many great moments, and I like to ask public servants that because you do it because you are a servant, not to be served, but to serve the public. Delegate Cliff Hayes, who is running for re-election in District 91, District 91, you can cast your vote for any candidate of your choice starting, uh, well, you can on Election Day, November 7th, but you can start now. Uh, September 22nd, early voting starts. That's Friday, September 22nd. All the way up to Saturday, November 4th, you can cast your vote early or request a mail-in ballot. Delegate Hayes, in our last minute, can you tell our listeners where they can find out more about you and if they want to get involved, how they can contact you? Thank you so much. Uh, Certainly, um, you can get involved with our campaign. You can find out more about me by going to our website, www.cliffhayes.com, or you can call our office at 757-364-0272, or you can send us an email at vote at cliffhayes.com. And I guarantee you we'll be back in touch with you uh, within minutes. to answer any concerns that you have and uh, obviously do what we can uh, to make sure that we are successful on election day. I want to thank the good and gracious people of Chesapeake, Portsmouth, and Virginia Beach, actually, for electing me uh, to serve in the past and uh, look forward to continuing serving those individuals going into the future. It's Stay the Water. I'm your host, Dr. Eric Cavill. Join us every week on Sunday as we have candidates coming to you to talk about issues important to the community. Until next time, God bless, be great, and we'll see you next week. Behold the greed and gold.